check, check, check. Check. Is this this is okay? Yeah, it sounds pretty balanced to me. Great. I mean, you got a little bit of like uh that. Don't don't make some shit up that just says sound, makes you sound like you went. <laughs> yeah, your parabellum sounds like it's a little bit in the the Z zone. Uh, no, you got like a little bit of room echo, but that comes from using the the PC mic. It's gonna, I think. Be, it's gonna be better than the headphones that I brought. Yeah, I, I think so too. Yes, it's fine. We've done worse. We've recorded. It sounded way worse. So. <laughs> What's up? You ready to get going? Sure. All right. Let's do it. What's up? Yes. It's uh, this is a podcast called I Don't Like Their Old Stuff. We we answer the question: What's the hype? I'm J Ho, and with me is my notes say Groove. <laughs> <laughs> Check my notes. Oh, it's great. This is that through the coast is? podcast called I Only Like Their Old Stuff, where literally, if you're listening to this, you really only like back in the day yeah. when we used to record every week and update every week. And now it's a it's a fucking it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it's once a quarter now. Now this this is the, to the non-researched two white guy quarterly podcast. Yeah, the world needs more of these, really. Um any more of us yeah uh it has been this is the longest we've gone i think since we've like have come back from our long 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 hiatus yeah i think maybe last summer was or a summer before last was maybe longer we, than had, a, we had a summer break we did but um we had a lot going on i had stuff happening uh it's my fault i'll, I'll take the blame it's me for what just I, you know, I was I was in the UK for a month, and then I was getting ready for that Magic tournament. And there's we'll who's, talk who's about all that. For, who's asking for blame? Who's I just literally I, nobody has been out here. Like you know what I wish there was more of. Look, I'm this, just I'm willing to be the martyr and take the blame for this. Everybody's there's, upset. There is no sword to fall on. There is not one. Somebody get me a sword immediately. Nobody cares. Groove, it's been a long December. I'm just gonna tell you that. <laughs> yeah, it's a long December, and there's reason to believe. Kind of crows, man. If you think that I should be forgiven, I wish you would. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song. That is a good song. It is, and it has been a long December, even though it's like the eighth now. Feels like it's, it's been eight. feels like it's been a month of of weeks, but it's been one week. Um, yeah. So we're here, back recording. It's good to be back. Missed you. It's okay to be back. Yeah. Well, come on now. It's better yeah. than that. It's enjoyable. Did you just take a shower? Uh, yeah. I mean, Reese, like in, within sure? the past. Your hair hour. is that much longer. My hair. Yeah. Look how much. I ain't had it cut since uh, you saw me last. You know. Yeah. You know what you, you look like? What? Mother. A mother. Tell your children not to walk my way. Unfortunately, I'm like like three feet taller than Danzig, so I can't go, I can't go as Danzig for Halloween next year to get my devil lock going. Like, is that the Undertaker? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, is, let's get into it, man. Yeah, man, we're here. Uh, this is going to be kind of like, we're going to not do maybe the regular structure of the show and do more just kind of free form. I'm going to tell some stories about my trips and stuff, I, and let, I'm going to catch up with your stuff. Let and, the record show. I did have notes. Okay. What but you, I don't want to follow this structure. I know that whenever it's been a long time, well, Jay, who's got a collection of stories, and I get to just... Just morsels, get to chew them up. Just get to just uh, absorb them, um, like rays of sunlight. But I'll tell you whether negative. or not you're being a jackass or not. Well, I could use some rulings on a few of these things uh, for sure. But uh, I mean, no, we can we can do your hype and stuff. I don't mind. But you said yesterday you just kind of wanted free form it. So. I know, and then I felt guilty. Oh well, don't. Let's just I, my hype. I'm gonna say that my hype, not the hype, and my hype and not the hype is all mixed in in this. My hype's still yep. out. So the holidays are looming. I mean, we've already had one, the Christmas, you know, and New Year's are looming. That's going to be my perpetual hype still out until those happen. Uh, we did we talk after Thanksgiving. We talked during Thanksgiving a little bit, but not. I mean, yeah, we've we, talked since then. Yeah, we didn't record since Thanksgiving. No, it's been since I went to the UK. I was gone for all of October. And then November, I was catching up from being gone. And then now we're into December, and this is us recording. So, do you remember telling me, "Oh, well, we'll record while I'm over there"? <laughs> no, I think I think that you were like, "Hey, I would really like to record while you're over there." And then it ha- I was over there, was like, "Well, that's not happening." I quick I quickly forget that, like, oh God, like there's a time difference. Yeah, and then you forget about it, and then it it comes to be the part in the day where I'm like, well. I can't really, it's going to be midnight before here, before I can like talk to them. So like, you know, so it makes it awkward, but yeah, you know, once again, my fault. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I'm comfortable with you taking on a lot of the blame. It's fine. (laughs) Um, I did record, I did edit the episode we recorded before I left and put that up. So. Yeah, but you put that up like halfway through your trip. Yeah, <laughs> I took that. It was a. I started, I started getting a ton of text messages one day. I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck are these people talking about?" You forgot. This was a nice surprise. Yeah, I, I didn't go listen to it. I, I went. I it was early. Well, I was end of late September when I went to the UK, and I was there a month. I think I left on the September twentieth and came back on October twentieth. How come you don't have an accent? Hello, Governor. Good day. Time for tea. Throw another shrimp on the barbie. Oh, that's Australian. Yeah. <laughs> Take the blame for that too. Hello. Go ahead and die on that sword Hello, right there darling. too. Um, half-hearted fucking impression. Whatever. Fuck them. I'm American. <laughs> the whole time I was over there, I was like, "Well, I'm really ashamed to be an American, but I'm glad I'm not British." <laughs> <laughs> The whole time I was there, the government was just a shit show. I was like, well, this makes me feel a little bit better about our government. Because they were... Were you you there when the queen died? No, I got there the day after the queen's funeral. I think we talked about that on the podcast last time. And and it was weird. I would say the weird... There was weird... The queen dying was hanging over everything. (laughs) It's just like pictures of the queen everywhere. And like the airport is like the terminal I was in is like Queen Elizabeth Terminal or something, and it's like oh ooh, that's awkward. Um, I'm just apologize. I'm like I'm sorry for your loss, and the, everybody's like we don't care. Uh, you know, 
And uh, yeah, that was kind of weird. But um, the whole time I was there, while I was there, the uh, the prime minister, the shortest serving prime minister in UK history, resigned. And I'm not saying I had anything to do with that. Yeah, I'm not saying that was because of me, but I'm not saying it wasn't. You know, I hear you. I'm just saying I went over there, handled some business, changed the government, changed while I was there. You know. That's just how how it turned out. Um, they had the fixer. The fixer. They called me. Th- they called me over, and they were like, "All right, well, now everybody has to resign." Um, yeah. So that, the UK trip was fun. I had a good time. It was exhausting because I, you know, I was over there as the contest director for the World Championships of Surf Kayaking, which happened in Bead. Uh, that was a ten day event. Out of that month, I was there. But it was like seven days leading up to it that I had to prep for it. Um, what are you laughing at? Uh, well, you know, I mean, I, we're in a group text and I had to text the group a couple of days ago. Hey, I'm not going to be in town this week because I'm going to be at a competition. <laughs> yeah. And he said, oh, and what did I do? Flex, flex on us. And here you're talking about I went to the UK for a month. To yeah. run the world championships, and I wanted to hit you with that, but well, you should have. You should have. I, I, yeah, you're just I salty that I was like, I was like, oh, we get it. You you compete, and you're you're in Orlando, the happiest place on earth. You know, you're just, you're, you're jealous because you had to go away for a month, and then you had to go to England. Yeah, and you got to go to beautiful Orlando, and I got to go to lovely <laughs> Orlando, Florida. <laughs> I get yeah. to cruise the highways and byways of Orlando, Florida. The Orlando, great. You know, it's like we're uh, yeah, we're not sending you to prison. We're sending you to Orlando. Um, yeah, but anyway, I just say that I'm I, the what? Seven days of prep, ten days of competition. Yeah, and the ten days of competition was. I mean, it's always an ass kicker, but god damn, it was. It was like 15 hours a lot of those days of like, I was getting up at like 4.30 a.m., you know, and then working until 11 p.m. sometimes. Not like, there wasn't like there was no break. I mean, I got to eat lunch, got to eat dinner, stuff like that, but it's just full on for like those 10 days of like, okay, we got to run the event during the day, and then at night you have to get ready for the next day and prep the prep the schedules and make sure everything's right and check the surf report and do all that stuff, you know? So it was a lot of work, but I had more time to do it this time. Last time I only had five days to do it in, and this time I had ten days. Of course, I had double the amount of competitors in this one. We had like 179 competitors. Wow! Uh, and eight teams, eight uh, eight teams in the team event, um, which is is pretty. The when it, when the event is in the UK or in Europe, there's a lot more people there because everyone can drive to the event. You know, I mean, even the people that came from Spain drove there, you know, uh-huh. they got the ferry and everything. But when it's somewhere else in the world, a lot of those people don't come because it's if it's in South America or something, it can be quite expensive and more difficult travel and this and that. So it was it was a lot of people, but uh, we got through it and uh, it was the least amount of, you know, I don't know if you see this in uh, weightlifting and I don't know how much you've been on the organization side of the weightlifting stuff, but people tend to not be happy when they don't win. Oh. Um, and that, that often leads to uh, complaining about nearly anything except for their own 
uh, actions leading up to not said not not winning. You know, does that happen in the in weightlifting too? Or I guess it's harder yeah. to be like. Well, you can complain. No, you can complain about the uh, the venue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the setup of the warm up area, the setup of the training hall, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's like a greatest hits, right. You know? Yeah. Well, well, with, with the weightlifting, it's less, there's not a subjective score at all with weightlifting. Yeah, exactly. So there's There's, not like a, Oh, I'm going to give you a 10. Like it's uh you either do the thing you don't. Right. Well, right. But there are, sometimes there's some judging issues with respect to like where the elbows locked out or not. Okay. So they okay. can complain about the judging. Yeah. Okay. So there it is some judging. Hard or too inconsistent. Yeah. But it's not, a, it's, it's still binary. Yes or no. Yeah. With the surf kayaking, it's you're surfing the wave, like you're board surfing. So you're carving up and down the wave and it's like judging, it's like judging figure skating, you know, like it's, it's, uh, it, there it's it's more like what i mean there's like things that are good and score highly but in the end it's up to the judge to be like i think that was a really good ride so i'm gonna give this x score and somebody else would be like i didn't like that ride i'm gonna give it a this score you know and if you have a good judging panel like i i had a really good judging panel this time they they should be consistent so they should mm-hmm. like be looking for the same yeah. things yeah. Uh, <laughs> just read your comment. I'm not gonna. Re- I'm not gonna cancel you oh. with that. Um, yeah, but uh, it, it, the you know they're looking for things and like there's always gonna be people that are like, well, I didn't win because they're looking for this this time. Like, yeah, doing a flat spin in a surf kayak is very easy to do. Doing it on a board is very difficult to do because you're standing. And you you could fall. Uh, in the past, we've had judges that were board surfing judges that would score highly on the flat spins, uh, just because they didn't know that it was hard to easy to do. And so, almost every comp- competition, there comes a point where everybody's like, "Well, it's spin to win now, isn't it? It's spin to win. It's just spin to win. I got to go out there and spin. And then we, if if one person throws a spin." In a heat, then the next seven heats are ruined with everybody doing 15 flat spins on the wave. And then it finally peters out and it goes away. Well, that didn't happen this time. Okay. We didn't have any complaining about like, well, I shouldn't have this and that. The world champion, the the two-time world champion who was going for his third this time. Okay. So the past two events, going for his third, actually is a wave skier, not a surf kayaker. Comes from this other discipline. Uh, he in a heat broke his fins on rocks because they're in the surf zone. There was rock area and you could surf over it. And if you timed it wrong, you'd hit the rocks and those fins are fiberglass. So you just ripped his fins out and it's really hard to make the boat not spin out and like lose traction when you do that. So he didn't win his heat and he got knocked out like in the second round. And I was like, I know him. He's a friend of mine, but like he's not my friend when we're running, when I'm running the event, you know, but I was fully expecting him to be like, and he's not like a known complainer or anything, but usually somebody would be like, well, you know, I should have advanced. And I saw him afterwards. I was like, Pablo, man, I'm sorry what happened. And he's like, he's like, it's my own fault. I shouldn't have rode over the rocks. I did. And I broke the fins and I got eliminated. And I was like, wow. Like, I don't know if the competitors as a whole, like matured from the last worlds or if it was just more, con- more, uh, consistent judging or something this time. But there was less complaints than I've ever heard before, so that was nice. Um, I felt like it was felt like everybody felt like they were judged correctly, which is what you want. 
Yeah. And uh, we had exciting finals. Uh, I was able to time everything because this is like the third one I've been the head contest director on and I've, I was the assistant on several others. I was able to use all the mistakes I made in the past to time everything properly to make the finals day use the best tide, the best times of the day, everything, the best waves that we had. And it was on the actual final day that we had scheduled for the event. And uh, the tide was so high that the competitor, like the, the the people watching on the beach, could were right there. I mean, the action was happening right in your face, and so it was pretty cool. Um, and the local community was like, "Wow, this is really cool." They were like, "We thought this was going to be stupid, and it was actually really cool." Um, yeah, so it all it caught, I kind of like it was like my magnum opus, you know? It was like my oh, this is like I've I've painted my picture here, uh, and it, it was great. Um, you know, had some complaints, but but not many. You know, and it, you know, we we overall we made less mistakes than I made in the past. The uh, I I, I want to try and make fun of you, but it sounds great. It sounds wonderful. Was, I'm really happy for you. Thank you, thank you. Um, I was really proud of it. Um, <laughs> we had so many problems with the Peru worlds because people got sick and stuff, and so it kind of put a cloud over it. And this time, I was able to kind of enjoy the success of it more um and we had some things i always tell people like as a contest director there's times where you have to stop the heat because it might be unsafe conditions it's too big the wind comes out of nowhere and like blows everybody around you want to make the call to pause or stop the competition for the day the heat before you need to but oftentimes you wind up having to stop at the heat after you needed to and that sucks because somebody had a really crappy heat where they got blown around and maybe it was unsafe. And this time we were able to stop. Every time we needed to stop, we stopped like right before we needed to. So it was like timed perfectly. Uh, it was really safe. And um, yeah, I mean, there's things I want to improve if I do it again. But it was I was pretty happy with that. Um, well, where's the when, when do you answer that question if you do it again? Well, they've they've tentatively asked me to be the contest director for Argentina in 2024 uh my friend easy is is the the event organizer the the uh, person who put the bid in and i've traveled with him in peru um he's just, he's just the homie he's a great dude um and he is he has asked me to do it um and has told other people he wants me to do it it's just a matter of whether they can budget bringing me over or not you know because they need to br- they have to pay me and bring me over and pay my basically cover all my expenses you know um, and I don't get paid. A t- it's not, I don't get paid what it's worth to do the job, but I get sure. paid. A, it's, it's a nice, and I get to have basically a free vacation out of it, you know? Um, and uh, so, what yeah, is- I, I'll know yeah. soon, I guess I'll see, we'll see if I do, if not, I'll help them where I can from afar. But, um, yeah, I may, may do it again. Uh, nobody has the experience that I have now and that's not a flex on my part. It's just like, there is no one else who has done it as much as me. For better or worse, it's just how it how it has panned out. Because um, there's not there's not a whole lot of people who are like I'd like to run the world championships of surf kayaking. Um, so yeah, so we'll see. But sick, it was nice, and we had you know it was uh I got to I got to see old friends and make some some new connections with people, and um, the judging panel was awesome. I've worked with several of them before. So we were all just clicking on on all cylinders and like doing such a such an awesome job, just just knocked it out. So 
Where is next year? Next time we'll be in Argentina. So it's every two years? It's every two years, yeah. So it's uh, if we did it every year, it'd be too much organization to get it done yeah. in time. And people also can't afford to do it every year. So there's yeah. like a European championships that's going to be in the Canary Islands this year or something, I think. So that'll be a big event. A lot of people will go to that. I won't be there. But um, then that that's on the off year. So that'll be this coming year, uh, next year, 2023. And then 2024, we'll have the event in Argentina in May of 2024. Um, yeah, so we'll do that. But um, yeah, so that was that. And then uh, I've got some other stories about. Do you have any other questions about the event or anything? Well, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just thinking about you singing Evita if you go to Argentina. Don't cry Evita. for me, Argentina. The yeah. truth is, I never left you. Oh, I love Madonna. Don't you love Madonna? Wow. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I got you with that, didn't I? Yeah. I got offended. Yeah. That was the intent. Um Yeah, so no, I, I do, I do want to I was just dying to make fun of you throughout that entire thing, but I but the truth is it's just real nice to hear that story. Thanks. Happy yeah, yeah. I, I was I was proud of it, you know. Um and it was it was a good time and and the it, there were some cool stories. The guy who got second last time and was really sad about it um, won this time. So and he's the son of one of the greatest surf kayakers of all time. Uh, so that was like a cool thing. And he was he beat so the guy that was the wave skier that has been winning d- got knocked out. But there was another guy that he brought from the wave ski group over, and that guy made the finals. And so it was like a head to head between. The final was one of my friends was in it, Jack, um, who's one of the organizers, and he got third, which was awesome. And then uh, the first and second was a battle between this wave ski guy and the guy that got second last time. And it was back and forth. Like we had live scores, so you could see who was like what the scores were. And everybody's going crazy on the beach. And then Ode won in the end, like with a just killer ride and just barely beat uh, Virgil. And, but it was kind of like kayaker beating wave skier was like, oh, we've taken our sport back in a way. Even though that, I mean, we welcome those guys coming over from wave ski, but it's like those uh, wave ski guys. America back? I don't know. What uh, is a wave skiing? So wave ski is like a, it looks more like a surfboard and you sit on top of it and it has like a lap belt. Um, and it, it has a lap belt and a thing for your feet to go under. Okay. So it's like a sit on top kayak, but it's very, very, very high performance. They can do in the wave skis can do, um, more aggressive turns than the kayaks can because they're lighter and they uh, you can turn it over on the rail. So those guys have a little bit different style of surfing because they surf the wave skis all the time. They do these crazy flicks off the lip, like they flick their hip up and stuff. And the kayakers, a lot of the kayakers can't do that because they haven't practiced that. Um, so it's a little different when you watch it. Um, it's almost as if like, imagine if, <clears throat> imagine if you were in a skateboarding competition and some, a bunch of uh, rollerbladers came in and, and won the skateboard competition. You know, it's not a one to one because I would say maybe it's the flip side. Yeah, it's like it. the, the weight. The, it. Like if you were this, you know, you'd be like, oh shit! Like we gotta can't let those guys win. Um, and then if it if I'm in a heat, yeah, how many how many runs do I get in a heat? 
you can take up to ten waves in a heat, but it mat it depends on um. There's four people in a heat usually, and you can take up to four waves. I mean, up to us, uh, up to ten waves. Uh, but your only your top two waves count. Your top two scores, and sometimes the conditions mean that there's only like eight waves total in the whole heat. So there's a degree of like you have to make sure you're in the right spot. You have to like jockey with other people to try to get the good wave. Uh, you can't cut people off, but you also like can make sure that you get in the right spot to take off and they don't. Uh, so there's, there's some strategy to it, but, um, yeah, it just depends. Some waves there's tons of, you just, you get your 10 waves easy in some waves, some, some heats, you only, you only get two waves and they better count, you know? So. Okay. Yeah. But, um, it, it, it is done almost exactly like a board surfing competition would be done. Um, except for board surfing on the pro level does like a priority system, which means that if you took a wave, then you have to wait in line to get the next wave that you can take or whatever, or you have to, two other people have to let waves go and then you're back to priority and like, but we don't do that cause it's super complicated and you have to have a whole nother staff to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, the, so that guy won O'Day one and then the Basque team from Spain, from uh, the Basque region, um, they compete as Basque, um, as the Basques team of Scotty. Uh, they won their, I think seventh, and it's they've won seven team the team of they won the team event seventh overall and sixth in a row I think something like that. Yeah, damn. So that's like impressive. Um, it's just a dynasty that will never be challenged. Probably, they have funding and stuff for their teams. So they have training and they have a system and. Most teams, most teams don't have enough juniors, like younger paddlers, to like fill their requirements. Yeah. And the Bass team left a lot of their juniors at home that weren't good enough. <laughs> they had so many juniors that they were able to bring the A team and leave the B team at home. So, awesome. kind of interesting. But um, yeah. So that was you know, that's the world's event. That was fun. Um, so after the worlds. Well, I have a story. I guess I'll tell this one. And this is going to sound a lot like a Nate Bergazzi bit. Like, it's going to sound like I ripped it off, okay? And I'm telling you that ahead of time. But I want you to hear it because it actually happened to me. Okay. Um. So before you go, wow, that's a Nate Bergazzi bit. Yeah, I, I'm fully aware. Uh, so we, we ran the event. A couple days, the swell was so big that we had to move to another spot that was, like, sheltered. So that you could actually ride the waves and not get crushed by them. It was like this little cove. Um, and uh, there, when we moved to that spot, we ran the event from a coffee shop. There was a porch that we put the judges on at the coffee shop. And the coffee shop was working with us and stuff. So when we went there, I was excited because I was like, that. I don't know if it was like this when you were in the UK, but they have some shitty coffee over there. Uh, I don't know if it's like where I was or what, but everything was instant coffee everywhere. Yeah, uh, it was. Is that a thing? Is that a UK yeah. thing? Because because tea versus coffee, I guess. I don't know why. Yeah, it's just instant. Yeah, about self-loathing and the monarchy. <laughs> I don't know. And it's always being cloudy all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, here it's like instant coffee. Like, oh, I guess so. Yeah, I guess it is a hurricane. So we'll we'll you know we couldn't get to the store, so we'll use our emergency instant coffee. And over there, it's I just. Remember. 
I remember going to Starbucks one day. I, I wasn't like, I wasn't that young. They were trying to push this instant coffee. And the guy was like, like their brand up front. Yeah. He was yeah. like, Oh, will you want to try the instant coffee? I said, no, no. He really? said, well, how about you do me a favor? Let's do a taste test, a blind taste test. And if you can tell me which one's the instant coffee, <laughs> you know, and I was like, sure. And I tasted them both. I was like, that's the instant coffee. He was like, Oh, yeah, well, you're right. I was like, right. So let me have a cup of coffee, please. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I actually drink coffee for my whole life and not fucking tea. So, how about that? Yeah, you were like, you were like instant coffee. What is there? Is there a problem? Is it a mer- What's wrong? I'm looking at you I- brewing coffee right now. Yeah, yeah. So it it was instant coffee everywhere. So I was really excited to go to this coffee shop, and I, uh, my friend Charlotte, who is the technical director, she she was ordering me a coffee every day when she would get one. And so she would get me a mocha as my drink of choice. Like if I have to, if I have to get a fancy coffee, I like a mocha. You know, they call it sure. a maca there. I don't maca. I have a maca. Um. So one day Charlotte doesn't get me one because she didn't have one that day or something. So I'm like, I'll just go order it myself. So I go up to the barista and I'm like, Hey, can I get a mocha? And the barista goes, Yeah, sure, sure, not a problem. And I'm like, All right. Uh, and uh, I'm like, how much is it? And he goes, it's one pound. I said, one pound? Seriously? One pound for a mocha? For a maca? Whatever, mocha? One pound? And the guy's like, looks at me weird and is like, yeah, it's just one pound. I was like, that seems really cheap. I'm like, I'm making a big deal about how cheap this this mocha is, right? Because in the U.S. it'd be six fucking dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like excited. I'm like, I got it. This is crazy. Like, no yeah. wonder Charles been getting me mochas. Yeah, yeah, time. super. Che- I'm like, okay, yeah. And I'm like, slam the pound, you know, coin on this. I'm like, yeah, give me one. So the guy turns around and he goes and he gra- he goes underneath the counter and I'm like, what's going on here? And he grabs out a special glass. Okay, glass. Okay, it's one of those old Coke glasses with the flared top. And I'm like, uh oh, this is not looking great. <laughs> something's gonna, something's wrong here. And uh, he puts, uh, he he puts it on the thing, and he gets the milk out, whole milk. All right, hundred percent whole milk, and he fills the glass up with whole milk. And at that moment, I realize, oh shit, he has like misinterpreted what I have said. Uh, he thinks that I said milk instead of mocha. Uh, and I, it like, like Nate Bergazzi said, like we both have our hand on the credit card, so it's too late to turn back now. I'm not going to like be the American who's like, you got it wrong. And I'm just, you know, like I just take, he hands me the glass of milk and I hold it like, it's like, like, <laughs> like poison, you know, I'm like, uh, thanks. And he's like, I could tell on his face. He's like, why is this? This dude was real excited about getting milk. We get one person a year comes in here and orders milk. I have the special milk glass that I got out for. We only use it for milk, that glass. We keep it. Every, every time somebody talks about what a deal it is. Yeah, and the, and and he's here, and it's like it's a, it's a cheap glass of milk, and this guy's suddenly not happy with it. So I take it, and I'm just like, I walk back to the table where Charlotte's working on her computer, and she looks up, and I just saw it in her eyes where she was like, 
oh, you're a guy that orders milk in public, like at a, and she's just like, what? She's just, and I immediately was like, it's not what you, it's not what it looks like. It's not what you think. Uh, it's, it's not, I didn't know, I didn't mean to. And so I explained to her the story and she just is la- she busts out laughing. She's like, you didn't tell him that you didn't want it. I was like, no, I couldn't. But now I don't know what to do with the milk because there is a sink to pour it out. Right. But the sink is next to the cash register. Cause in the UK, a lot of places you can get your water like right there, like by the cash re- or whatever. So I would have to go up to where the barista is and pour it out in front of the dude, you know, like fuck your milk. And the dude's going to be like, what's wrong with our milk? I thought you were excited about it. So the other option would be to take it to the bathroom and pour it out in the bathroom. But then I'm going to be the dude who's pouring the milk out in the bathroom, you know? Yeah. And I'm holding sure. it. And I'm You're like, the guy pouring the milk out in the bathroom. You're the guy taking the milk to the bathroom. Yeah. Who, what is this dude taking the milk, this milk to the bathroom? Nothing good is going to come out of this guy taking this milk to the bathroom. <laughs> um, and I'm standing there with the milk in my hand and I'm like, Oh God, people are looking at me and they're like, this is the dude who, who orders milk. He's a grown man who orders a whole glass of whole milk. And I, I can't remember the last time I had a whole glass of whole milk. So I'm like, wondering what's going to happen to me when I, if I drink this, you know, like, am I going to get sick immediately? Like, I can't remember. It's been like, I, the last time I remember drinking a whole glass of whole milk, I was like 10 years old or something, you know, I'm sure I've had one, but since then, so I'm just like, all right, well down the hatch, glug, 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 you know, knock it out. And then I'm like, mm, all right, are we going to be okay? Time for a nap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> Oh boy, I hope I don't have to like do anything physical for the next couple hours. Um yeah. All right. You going again. Uh Yeah. Cool. So yeah, so that was my milk story. Uh You know. <laughs> but I I can't remember what Nate Bargazzi ordered. He Pop, or, he ordered he ordered a coffee with milk and he's like, they gave me a glass of ice with milk in it. And he's like, I'm a man who ordered a glass. I'm the guy who orders a glass of milk with ice in it in public. And yeah. Yeah. When it happened, I was like, Oh God, this is like a Nate Bergazzi story. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he, he also just took the milk. Cause as he said, he's like, yeah, we both had our hand on the credit card. So it was too late to turn back at that point. They walked outside and they threw it away and they <laughs> drove to the next Starbucks. Denver. Yeah. He drew to another one cause he's too embarrassed to order what he actually wanted. Yeah. Um, but at least it was a good story. Um, so after the world's was over, I got to travel a little bit around Cornwall. Um, and uh, went to Tavistock, which is inland a bit more from Bude. And Tavistock is really pretty town. Looks like an old medieval town. Like they've got the old structures and everything there. And it's right by the the this river. And um, that's where my friend Charlotte, who was the technical director, lived. And Charlotte was like, come stay at my house for a few days. And um, she had just moved to Tavistock. And she's like, there's this thing called the Goose Festival going on. And we'll check that out. And so I was like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'll check out the Goose Festival. My boy loves Goose. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, Groove loves Goose. He's going to be excited they're going to be here. And, and that's not that kind of Goose. Oh, okay, all right. 
every little town I found out in Cornwall has some weird ass festival that's just like on a random fucking Wednesday. That's like, yeah, we burn a barrel and then cover somebody in honey and let ants eat them or something, you know? It's every little village has this. My friends that were from there while I was there told me about this stuff. So they have this goose festival, which I guess is celebrating when they used to herd all the geese through this town to take them to like the holiday markets. Yeah. yeah which seems like a very brave, like the, the geese didn't, were not from the town. They just moved, walked them through the town, you know? And they're like, yeah, we celebrate it. It's a, uh, it's like our Christmas, you know? Um, but, Charlotte had just moved there, so the what? Just imagine how terribly boring your town has to be. What? What a low bar that it's like. Yeah, well, one time some geese walked through our town, so we celebrate that every year. Um, Come together to celebrate the memory of these geese walking through this town. Geese. You know? and, and geese are like the least. Like to be honest, geese are like the least. Geese don't need to be commemorated with shit. Geese are assholes. Geese commemorate everything they do with yeah. shit. Geese, every day is a festival for geese because they rule the world. They rule the earth. Um, so we, I'm wondering what this thing's going to be. And Charlotte's like, yeah, everybody I've talked to that's from here is like, don't, oh, don't go out during Goose Fest. Don't go out. It's, Charlotte tells me that everybody's like, this is, yeah, it's, it's a lawless time. It's like everybody, it's like, it's sounding more and more like the purge as we're hearing about it. It's like, what? Like, man, these motherfuckers love a festival. But yeah, but they're telling Charlotte, like, yeah, don't go outside. Don't, I've lived here forever. Don't go out. It's lawless. They're going to be throwing bricks through windows. They always, everyone's drunk and they're throwing bricks at windows. And I'm like, I mean, I'm American. I like to throw bricks at things i like to break things i could go out there and break some some windows you know like sure i'm i'm getting excited about this i'm wondering what's going on so the day before that we go out in the town and just do some shopping or whatever and every store we go to we kind of interview the shop owner a little bit about this goose fest and we're like hey you gonna be open for goose fest oh no 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 we're not open during goose fest no as soon as you walk outside we're gonna board up the windows and and the front door and uh, we're not leaving this building till I, we're not even going home. We're going to stay here because it is, there's going to be fires in the streets. I'm like, God, I'm like, this is, seems like a, this could be really dangerous or something. What is going on? Like, what are we going to be okay? And we were in walking distance to the town from Charlotte's house. So we're like, well, we'll just we'll walk outside. And if it's not cool, we'll just run back in real quick, you know? So the next day is Goose Fest, and we see everybody setting up. They're setting up these campers and stuff, and we go out, and turns out Goose Fest is just a, a street fair, just your garden variety street fair. There's, like, fair rides, like the Gravitron, you know, like these sort of things. You know, you're familiar with the Gravitron, I'm sure. Like, things that spin around and make loud noises, you know. Um, a lot of, like, airbrushed, like, Terminator 2 pictures on like fun houses and stuff you know yeah and i'm like oh well this is like the goose fair seems kind of tame to me so we we went out during the day i was like well she charlotte was like well we'll we'll go home and we'll come back out later and then see when when they're setting the fires and stuff and burning everything all right so we go out later and it's just it's like there's like one drunk dude out there yelling that's it 
Like there's nothing. It's not it's not dangerous. There's no rock throwing. There's no nothing. There's not even any geese, okay? Turns out there's a bird flu epidemic right now. So they couldn't bring the geese out. So it's just fake geese everywhere. There's there's like rubber geese like on things. I was thinking it was going somebody had told me like maybe it's like the running of the bulls where they like release the geese into the street and then you get chased, you know? And I was like that would be incredible. If that was the case. Also, I'd rather run from bulls than from geese. Because geese are mean as fuck and will kill you. And, and bulls, I think, it would would listen to reason. Um, yeah, so that was Goose Fest. I did have some, you know, had some good fair food. What'd you get? I got a, I got a, a gyro. A nice gyro from the, um, a gyro. I got a gyro. Yeah. Got some uh, fresh donuts. You know, they didn't have funnel cakes. They didn't do funnel cakes. Uh, you know, they had a, what is the uh, Yorkshire pudding? You know what that is? I mean, I don't know what it is. I, I've seen it's like a words, Yeah, it's like a fried, it's like their version of like a biscuity thing, but it's like a fried, like, it's more like a croissant texture to it or something. It's just like fried batter, but they had like that as a wrap that was like wrapped around stuff. And that was like their big, like that was kind of like the fried Oreo of the thing, I think. Um, and you know, it was just, we didn't ride any of the rides. Cause I'm like, I don't do those spinning loud rides. I just don't do that, but I'll watch them. I'll watch people get sick on them. You know, Man, I, I love the Gravitron. Yeah. You're, you're into the Gravitron. I love the Gravitron. I remember being a kid. The first rock star I ever saw was the, was the kid who stood up on the Gravitron against the thing that you put your back against. Yeah. You know, and I and was like, like wow, so that's what it's like to be cool. More. Yeah. I had, I knew there, there was people I knew that could turn upside down on it. Yeah. And I was like, uh-uh, no, <laughs> we'll get arrested. Well, I'm not doing that. No way. Gravitron is like, so it seems like it should be illegal. For those of you who don't know what the Gravitron is, it's this like, circular ufo looking thing that spins and you you put your back on these like uh pads like and you kind of like you can push yourself up the wall it's it it, centrifugal force keeps you against the wall it spins so fast that it keeps you against the wall there's no seat belt there's no like strapping in or any of that you're just getting slung up against the wall basically and you pay seven dollars for it you know it's like to go to space man it's like it's just like going to space uh if space was you know it's it's like it's like uh it's like redneck space camp is what it is <laughs> you know if you if you like welcome to the jungle uh you are in luck great if you like welcome to the jungle and being spun until you almost throw up uh you're gonna love the gravitron Look, let's be honest. If you like walking to the jungle and being spun until you almost throw yeah. up, you already know what the Gravitron is. Yeah, you already you fell in love with it. Yeah, exactly. You are. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that was Goose Fest. Uh, I sent you some pictures. So it's like, hey, man, if you get here in time, you might be able to catch the second set. You know. It's a goose I don't even remember that. Yeah, I sent I sent you pictures from it. Um, oh. But that was, I mean, that was, it was a letdown, but it was like interesting to see a, you know, British version of an, it was like a British version of an American street fair, basically. Uh, and you know, it's fine. Uh, also I had, I had a lot, I had a lot of good food while I was in the UK, 
But as we had this discussion before I left, I had a lot of good food, but most of it was not English food. <laughs> yeah. Almost all, I had I I got really adventurous with curries. I, I ate a lot of curries that I've never eaten before, like green curry, uh, hotter curries, uh, both Indian and Thai curries. Had a lot of that stuff. Awesome. Like, like Indian food over there is incredible. Um, yeah. Great. And plentiful, a lot of places to go. Had some terrible Mexican food. Okay. Had yeah, uh, I, yeah uh, they were like, this is, uh, this is a quesadilla. I'm like, this is not a quesadilla. Okay. This is like a bad taco. Um. Yeah, and uh, had some. I I realized by the time I left, I was like, David was right about because you were talking shit about English food because you lived over there, mm-hmm. and they do have some good English food like uh, uh, fish and chips when it's done real nice and fried light is pretty is you can't go wrong with that. It's good, you know. Yeah. But their regular fare, I was I I got to the point where I was like, do you people have do y'all have salt at all here? Is there any kind of seasoning or anything? Like all their food is so bland, you know? Yeah. Their baseline for their food. I mean, granted I'm an American, so we're just larded up, you know, but like their baseline for for flavor is like zero. Like nothing has salt in it. It's all just you know. It it it, it is it is amazing how all of those flavors tend to run together. Potatoes and mushy peas and yeah. carrots. It's all just kind of, it's all together. There's not a lot of distinction. But yeah. I do i do applaud their breakfast game. Oh, they got the breakfast game. They got locked down. They crush it. Like, And yeah. I mean, American breakfast is pretty good. You know, you can't go wrong with some hash browns and some this and that. But like the full English breakfast is a thing to behold with the beans and the, and I like the, I like the blood pudding. A lot of people don't. I'm into that. Like, yeah. fuck me up yeah. with it. I want the the white and the black pudding. Give it to me. Uh, yeah. And and the you know the sauced mushrooms or whatever, or the 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 grilled mushrooms and the yeah. And they, yeah. and their bacon game is just just kicks the shit out of ours. Uh, I think they they ooh. do the thick the thick their bacon's like ham, you know. No, that's the problem. I want you got to call it streaky bacon over there to get what we call bacon. Okay, but you like yeah. your. I mean, I like bacon. I love bacon, but I like their. I like that big thick bacon. But yeah, well, okay, streaky maybe bacon. Maybe move to Canada. The what? Maybe you move to Canada. Well, maybe I will. It's looking more and more like I should do that. Um. Yeah, but anyway, and their sausage is real good too. Like, yeah, the breakfast yeah. game is they crush it on the sausage. The, the sausages taste just are different than ours. Um, yeah, I think the sausage is better, but the bacon is worse for me. I could, I mean, and if I was there for as long as you were, then I might have that same opinion. Look, you know, you're saying it. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying it. You already said I lived there. You said I was there for a long time. I'm not talking about my semester abroad. Okay. All right. Well, you know, you, know, you bring it up every other time when, you know, I don't, know. Like, I don't need yeah. to. <laughs> I knew you wanted to. Um, yeah. 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 You know what you have your moment. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I had a lot of, I mean, my friends cooked a lot of dinners and those were really good and well seasoned. Um, I had some nice, you know, home cooked meals there. Uh, and they, you know, a lot of my friends there cook curry too. So it's like, you know, I don't know. I think curry is the national dish. Yeah, I think that they they that's the the thing they say is that uh what uh chicken tikka masala is like yeah. the national dish or something. Um 
but which I'm into. I'm down with that. But uh, and I do like. I will say I, I like mushy peas. But there's a limit to how much mushy peas you can eat. Uh, yep. some, I'm like, this is good. I don't need it for every meal, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that. And then, uh, oh, I went to uh, the castle. I got to go to the castle where the King Arthur legends were allegedly started. It was like they think the person who they based Arthur on lived there or whatever. Um, it's called Tintagel. It's uh, near Bude. Uh That and the lake where the, allegedly the Lady of the Lake brought the sword out um, is is in that area. And we went to there, and that was really cool, but I had a kidney stone I was passing during that whole day. So, yeah, it was... Uh, we went to uh, walk around this place for like three hours, and I'm just in horrendous pain the whole time. But I'm like, oh, it's really cool. Oh, I like this. I really like King Arthur. Oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, is this old like it, they've built so many forts on? There was forts there from like the Bronze Age, and then they built a castle on that, and they built another castle on that. And it's like because it's this crop of of land that's out in the ocean that like is easily defendable from every side. Um, and but it was really cool to see that. And they have like this sculpture of King Arthur at the top that's like a modern sculpture um, to like in honor of the legends or whatever. And so got to do that. And uh, and and got to check out Bude. Bude's a really cool little seaside town, and it's, it's cool. You can just walk around everywhere there. It's a really tiny place, but it's really nice and a uh, really nice beachfront. They do the beachfront a little different over there than here, whereas like you just can access everything, you know. And here it's like, well, this is a private beach. You can't come come in this area. Um, and I also got to see a lot of old uh churches and stuff and things like that over there, which I'm interested in that because our the a lot of our stuff here is not nearly as old as the stuff over there, you know. So yeah. it's uh, interesting to see these like really these churches that predate America by you know a hundred years and all this stuff. So I mean that's cool if you're into that. I'm I'm down here in Orlando and I'm seeing churches about the size of England. Yeah, right. And that's you better know? than fuck an old church. We got new churches over here. There's a church down the road from my Airbnb. That's man, they got like a park. They got their own park. They got, yeah. That's what I'm they talking got, about. They got, they got property on both sides of the highway. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Just about their own zip code. It was about as big as Disney. Uh, God is good all the time. I'm starting uh, a church, man. We should do it. We should start one. You can be a deacon, but I'm going to be the pastor. I Look at me. I look like Jesus. So <laughs> what are you going to do? You got to have somebody out there out front, you know? Um. Mother. Mother. Uh, yeah, so that's that. And then um, the flight home was an absolute nightmare. You'll be excited. To, I, I texted you the whole time, uh, as I usually do while I'm waiting. I'm like, uh, I'll say a bunch of shitty kids. I think they're getting on this flight. And then I'm like, yep, yep, they're getting on the flight. Uh, I'll tell you how bad it is when we land. And the land is like, yeah, it was a fucking nightmare. We got on with these badass kids. These kids are fucking horrible. They were just screaming in the airport. We got on the airplane. One of them just cried the whole way, like just screaming, wailing. And then the other kids are just running around, just like 
breaking up things, like anything, just anything they grab and tearing it up and throwing it on the floor. Uh, the plane was just a fucking wreck by the time we were done. It was so bad that I just started laughing at one point. I was just like, this is hilarious. And there's all these stuffy like people who were like, oh, we usually fly first class, but we're back here where the kids are this time, and god damn it. Um, yeah, so that was a nightmare. Uh, it was awful. Uh, and as usual, uh, everybody was delightful in security. Every airport I was in, except for in fucking America. And the TSA were absolute fucking dickholes to me. Um, and it was like, welcome back to America. You know, they're like, we're sorry, sir. We have to punch you in the face. Uh, it's just part of regulations. I'm like, all right. You know, do as you do. I had all my shit packed perfectly, got through security in the UK and everything, and get over here, and they're like, we got to take everything out. Don't touch your bag while we're taking everything out of it. I'm like, I'm not touching it. They pull everything out, and they're like, well, do you want to put the stuff back in the bag, or do you want us to? I'm like, you told me not to touch the bag, so what are we doing here? Either I'm touching the bag or not. Fuckers. And then, you know, they're like, like, I'll put it back myself. Well, you need to hurry. You gotta hurry, hurry. We got to get through, get to get, get through the line. Get through. We got to, what do you, you got to put these carts back. You got to put these, these, these trays back. I'm like, I didn't even use a tray. You called me over here. Yeah, but you got to go do that. It's part of your job. You got to put these trays back. Who's going to put these trays back? Who could do that? I don't know who could put some trays back. Maybe the people that work for the fucking TSA. I don't know. Anyway. That was my trip to the UK. You have any uh, questions? You got any comments? No. No. I, I, what would I even say? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't expect you to say anything. I don't know if you know this, but I lived in England for three years. You did. I know. Yeah. yeah. I, I got. Wanna... You know. I got pretty. You know, it's taken a while for me to let go of my accent. And, mm-hmm. You know. I, I still call it a maca. A maca, yeah. <laughs> you still call it a maca. Um, yeah, I know you don't like to talk about that much, but uh, you know, well, you, were, you well, lived, you, know, the, you were there a lot more than me. Yeah, you're right. So. I'm just, you know, I mean, just when you when you've done it for that long, you just don't have to talk about it. Yeah, you know, right. you, ex- it you lived it. You lived it. I lived it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that was that. Uh, the other thing that happened. It was a big deal as I went to Atlanta to DreamHack, the DreamHack Festival, for the uh, Magic the Gathering Regional Championship, which was the big event that I qualified for a couple months ago. Uh, and we've been, when I got back from the UK, I basically spent the whole next month practicing for this event, like three times a week for like four hours a day, uh, playtesting different decks to try to figure out what to play uh, for this format that's re- relatively new and kind of uncharted and I figured out the deck. Uh, I, I, I figured out a list that I really liked and enjoyed and uh, it was a great list. It wound up the list that I played very similar to it, won the whole tournament. So the deck that I played won the tournament. I did not win the tournament. Uh, you didn't play the deck. I, I did not. Yeah, no, I played the deck. Uh, I, I went and uh, I was two Oh, I played my worst matchups my first two rounds. I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna lose. And winning, you really want to win your first matchups at an event like this, like because you get better tiebreakers later if you win your first couple rounds. So uh, I was like, oh god, I, I got, I'm playing my worst matchup, and I beat him. 
and then I beat the next one. And I was like, oh man, I'm I'm in a good spot here. And then I went uh lost the next four and got eliminated basically. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was a heartbreaker. Um and the ones the four that I lost, I don't feel like I lost like I told everybody I went two and four and it's like, oh I'm sorry, man. And I'm like, well, it didn't feel like that because the ones I lost were so close. I just needed something to go my way and I got on the wrong side. And I'm not saying I played perfectly, but I played pretty clean. Yeah. Which I was proud of. I wanted to play clean and not miss triggers, miss things. And like, there's things you can miss and then you, you just don't, you, you lose because of that. Because you, if they, if you lose, miss too many things, you're just going to lose the game. And, uh, I played clean and, and I just needed some things to break my way and played a couple of rough matchups and, uh, and lost. But I, unlike other, I've never been in a tournament to that was that prestigious, I guess, but I've been in other ones that were close to that. And, uh, I never felt like I fully belonged there, and this time I felt like, oh, I belonged here. I could, I could have won. You know, I could have, I could have made top eight of this. I could have made day two of this. Um, so I felt good about it. I'm gonna try to qualify for another one in the future. Um, I liked the deck. I'm glad that I picked a deck. It sucks when you go to an event and you're like, well, I shouldn't have picked this fucking deck. Yeah. Uh, and I felt like I was like, well, this deck feels good, and I tuned it the way I wanted it to be, and uh, I felt good about it. Um. It was interesting being at DreamHack because DreamHack is this big. It started out as a as a land festival, you know, for land parties. It was like the biggest land party in the world. Started in Sweden or something. Now it's like an international franchise. So we were there, and they have like the StarCraft II Master Series was there. So they're playing on, you know, have you seen it? You've seen people play esports stuff, right? They're sitting on stage in the big like chairs with the big computer, and it's they're broadcasting it on the big screen uh, people were playing super smash brothers there was huge super smash brothers tournament there uh there was a section where people could you could bring your own pc and play in a land party you had to pay extra to bring your own pc there which was crazy to me it was like all these people in this sitting in rows with these their own pcs playing all kind of games with each other uh, we watched some of the StarCraft. One of my buddies that was on our team uh, was real into StarCraft years ago, and he's like, we got to go watch some of the StarCraft. So we watched that, and I didn't know what was going on, but it was exciting. We were sitting in the crowd, you know, and, like, the whole time I'm going, look out, they're behind you. Oh, Lord, he's coming. He's behind you. They're behind you. The Zergs are behind. I think it's Zergs. They call those Zergs. They're behind you. And the people in front of me just kept, they gave me the half turn, and then they gave me the full turn. And I was like, I'm just a fan. Just mind your business, you know. That's like going and smashing pumpkins and yelling today. Play today. Play, play it, yell it while they're playing it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, it was interesting because there was like, <clears throat> it was as if uh, it was like a cliche of like gamer culture because they had a they had a Monster Energy bar where you could just walk up to it and they would pour you a Monster Energy. Like for free, like just, and I had one and was like, wow, this is garbage. Uh, but it, it was interesting cause there was a huge booth that had, had the big monsters glowing green and everything. Uh, they had a Nesquik, uh, booth where you could get a t-shirt with your gamer tag on it. I got a Jurespacito shirt there, custom made. It's awesome. Yeah. Is it? How I'm come you're not wearing it to today? me. I should be wearing it. Um, Says Durespacito on the back. They were giving out free Nesquicks, talking about free milk. I was like, well, now I know I can handle it, so I'll have one. Sure. 
um, <laughs> developed a taste for it now. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, that was interesting. But uh, yeah, it was it was cool to go to that, and then we saw a bunch of friends, and it was a fun weekend. It's always fun to travel for an event like that, and you get to hang out with you know, go to dinner afterwards and this and that. And none of our team did as well as we wanted to. Um, one of us almost made day two and didn't. Uh, so that was kind of a bummer because we practiced a lot, but at least we 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 felt like we were prepared. We just we just didn't get there. So uh, yeah. anyway, that was that, and uh, you know. I'm glad I went. It was fun. Yeah, it sounds like a great time. You were you were flooding the the group text with uh, all sorts of pictures from the weekend. Well, I, I you know the group text with the with the Grotto guys that play you know you, the video game players, and I was sending a bunch of pictures of this. I was like, I figured they'd get hyped about it. Like, oh, this is cool. And I didn't hear a single fucking comment about it. Nothing. No question. No like, where are you at? Just like, oh. You can't you can't clown everyone for about a decade and then submit some pictures thinking oh they're gonna enjoy it they know it's a trap yeah they they were oh that's really cool you're gonna say ah psych fuck you fuck you this is yeah that's this is a stupid convention they're wondering where you are uh yeah so yeah I guess they were too scared to comment the best thing to do is just ignore it I guess because it's like if I comment on this then Joey's gonna trap me so. Yeah, that's yeah. probably what it was. So you, that's that's the prison you've built yourself. Well, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword, I guess. Uh, yeah, so that was that. And then uh, we had, you know, Halloween. Did you have a good Halloween? I did. Oh, my God. It's been a, so long. I, my Halloween was, I don't even, I mean, I didn't do anything for Halloween. I, something happened right before then. Tell me about your Halloween. I'm going to look at my calendar and see what the hell happened. What did you? You didn't give out candy or anything? No, I ain't no kids where I'm at. Okay, okay, gotcha. Um, uh, that's my that's my anniversary. You know, Jackie and I got married oh, on Halloween, so um, yeah. So we we really enjoy it. We have a good time. Uh, we usually give out candy. We do something, you know, do something during the day and then give out candy, which is what we did. Gave out candy to the kids and it was fun. Uh, some of our friends came by and uh, yeah, it was cool. Uh, we went as uh. We went as the as the cast of Son in Law, the great Pauly Shore movie. I was Pauly Shore from Son in Law, and Jackie was uh was whoever I don't know what her character is, but see, you could be Danzig. Yeah, Shore. yeah. She well, it was Jackie's idea. She's like, you look, you look like Pauly Shore. I'm like, oh, f- all right. You like, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, right, hold on. Right. Son in Law, Pauly Shore, or Biodome? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which Pauly Shore are we talking about here? <laughs> you look good. You look good in Son in Law. You got them jorts. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I did have the jorts on. Um, I, 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 I ride hard for Son in Law the movie. I think it's like a classic, a gem. It's actually really funny. I mean, it's stupid, but it's funny. I think it's sure. like. Uh, out of you know, probably short movies are not like some high art or whatever, but but Son in Law is funny. See, No Man is, yeah, that's a funny movie. It's good. Hey. I mean, it's it, there was a time where it was just fashionable to shit on Polly Shore movies, like, oh, I don't watch Polly Short movies, they're so stupid. But looking back, it's like, well, some of these are pretty funny, you know, there's goofy Sandler before Adam Sandler, yeah, he really was, yeah, yeah, he, um, he really did make that kind of movie. Um, so I, uh, so at the, at the gym, we had a movie night a couple nights before Halloween. Yeah. So Halloween was on a Monday night, yeah. right? So <clears throat> on the 
Friday night before we had a we had a movie night. So we got like a, a projector and a yeah. big screen and we we put it to a vote oh. at the gym. What we had a nominating process yeah. where everybody could write a movie up and then we whittled it down to just three movies. And the choices were Beetlejuice, Cabin in the Woods, and Scream. What would your vote have been? Um, I, I got to say, I wasn't disappointed. Like any of those movies would have been fun to watch. Yeah, those are good movies. Uh, I think that I think that Cabin in the Woods is probably the least known of those three, but it's a really clever horror movie. Um, I think I would choose Beetlejuice. Yeah, because I just think that like Beetlejuice is a fun movie, and I like that. You know, it's it's we've watched it recently. I'm like, ah, oh, this kind of holds up. You know, it's pretty good. So it's good to get soundtrack. What did what so did, I, was, I was the tiebreaker. What did you choose? I chose Scream. You chose Scream. Yeah, because Beetlejuice, I feel like if you've seen it, you've probably seen it like five times. Yeah. And Scream is one of those movies where like you probably have only seen it maybe once, maybe twice. Yeah. So we get this set up, right? And we have, um, we're like upstairs in the gym and the gym is like a long rectangle. Yeah. And upstairs we have turf. So we put the, the projector up on one end and then we just like filled the upstairs with people. And... Uh, <laughs> I was near the back with a couple of people that were like closer to my age knew that like, this isn't, we're not in the movie theater. Yeah. Right. So within reason, without being too obnoxious, you can make some jokes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I didn't know two things. Right. One. Well, I didn't know one thing. I did not know that like the first three rows of people had not seen the movie. Oh shit. Really? Yeah. And so we're in the back just fucking clowning the shit out of it. Yeah. But like celebrating it at the same yeah, like, time. Yeah, like, ah, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so it's I'm in the house. Yeah. I want to tell you one thing that, that really <laughs> just really hit my funny bone was, um, you know, the protagonist female, Nev Campbell, her, her character's name is Sydney. And, and Skeet Ulrich, you know, will like he like sneaks up to her room in the first act of the movie. And so we get to see the interior of her bedroom. Yeah. And the poster on the back of her bedroom door is this fucking sick, like true. Like they must have bought us, uh, you know, at the fucking Walmart. It was an Indigo Girls poster. <laughs> and there's this woman at the gym who's like, he's, she's our age. And she's like, you know, she's like from the you know kind of like hardcore scene you know yeah, i mean yeah, she's yeah, like cool yeah, and she's yeah. hilarious and I'm, i straight up i went all the way because this is early on in the movie you know this is real and I, we hadn't made any jokes out loud yet yeah. and i just leaned in her ear i was sitting behind her she didn't know anybody was behind her. i just leaned in her. how about that sick ass in the girl's <laughs> uh. singing galileo man oh man I could not, I, I, you know, there was no way that I would have remembered that there was that sweet indigo. I mean, this was like, it was indigo girls, but it was like when they were like, their hair was all teased out. They look like, um, Ricky Gervais in his it's original like 80s band. in the indigo girls. Yeah. Like the, a cheese cloth, you know, I mean, it was soft focus. Yeah. It was amazing. You always get the feeling with those posters for movies like that, that you're like, ah, uh, the, the set designer is a big indigo girls fan. 
So yeah, yeah this the, they they try to get the Indigo Girls poster in as many movies as they can. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was cool. I tell you, I forgot like some of those scenes were a lot gorier than I. Yeah, like the opening scene of that movie. Like, wow, it really it grabs you right yeah. away. It's a well-made movie. It um, I feel like it it has been diminished over time. Because it was the first like postmodern horror movie of like deconstructing the genre, and now it's like there's one every five movies. It's like we're gonna deconstruct the genre of horror movies and this and that. And that movie was one of the first to poke fun at it and like be like, because they came out with a what not another scary movie was like the spoof thing, but it was like you didn't need that spoof thing because the scream itself is a spoof of horror movies. Yeah, but it is also scary and and intense uh it's it's just really it's a good movie i saw that movie in the theater when it came out um that so the other thing that happened that weekend i'm just gonna bulldoze you a little bit yeah hit hit me um so i've moved i've i've moved out to like the country right yeah and um i'm in this real real rural part of of connecticut it's close to rhode island yeah but it ain't no neighbors anywhere. Yeah. And they got this big fairground. Mm-hmm. And it's the longest yeah. running fair, county fair in the country. It's 172 years now was this year. But, mm-hmm. of course, you got this fairground. You got to use it more than once a year. Yeah. So that same weekend was the Brooklyn County Swap Meet. Ooh, I bet oh, they had some good yes, stuff sir. there. Yeah. So, so there were about 300 people yeah that had set up either on just in the bed of their truck or they had full elaborate you know almost like stores yeah. set up so it was anything from just a dude trying to sell some old you know tools out of his shed yeah to these people that go around of swap meets yeah, and yeah, yeah. professionally and um it cost five dollars to get into okay and uh, I was, I didn't, you know, I didn't know much about, I, I, I'd been to a swap meet before, but I, I, I didn't remember ever having to pay admission. Yeah. So I pull up with a car full of people. There's four of us. We're like, let's go to the swap meet. Let's see what this is all about. A little cultural exchange. Like, no, pay. And I, <laughs> no, he's got cash. So I had, <laughs> in preparation for this, I had a lot of cash on me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good call if you're going to the swap meet. You want cash. Yeah. Just in case, you know, yeah, you never know you what might you have see. Some, yeah. yeah. And uh, so luckily it's only two and a half miles away from the house. Right? Yeah. So I, uh, I'm walking around, see all sorts of shit. You know, I'm just like, I'm haggling with people. I'm telling, yeah. hey, what's this all about? You know, I'm having a fucking great time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, swap meet is awesome. It's yeah. just, it's rows and rows and rows, it's like six rows. You walk up one side and down the other side, and then you yeah. go to the next row. And there's knickknacks. There's gold in there, Jerry. There's gold yeah. in there. So, oh yeah, I stumble upon this man who is selling this Coleman mini pit bike. It's like, yeah, you know what I mean. It's like got off-road knobby tires. It's a little motorcycle, yeah. but it looks like the type of motorcycle that a bear will ride. Yeah, it's a, yeah at the circus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, a lawnmower yeah. engine. Yeah. And there's only the throttle on the handlebar. It's only one speed, but it goes up to, fuck, I don't know how fast yeah. it goes. It goes faster than, than I can comprehend. Yeah. Got to go at least 40 miles an hour. And the guy, and I was like, Hey, you know, does that thing start? He's like, yeah, man, it's brand new. You know, like I, it's not been ri- driven much. Yeah. 
I'm like, all right, well, let's see, let's see it start, you know. And he starts it up, and I was like, yeah, yeah, how much, how much you want for that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, I went on, I went online, and he was selling it for half the price you could buy it off the internet. Yeah. And I was like, I'm fucking buying that thing. Yeah. Man. You'd be a fool shit. not to buy that. I've never yeah. ridden a motorcycle. I don't know how to ride a motorcycle, but by God, I'm gonna fucking buy this yeah. thing, right? So we keep walking around, whatever, whatever, and I don't see anything better than that, you know? Yeah. But I come back to him at the end of the day and I give him the cash for it. And I throw to the keys to my car to my friends. I was like, y'all gotta drive home. I'm gonna drive this thing home. <laughs> so you just wee like dumb and dumber style, like yeah, the same thing that was on Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I, I, so I'm like all wobbly, and yeah. I can't, I can't barely get it. I'm driving past 300 fucking people at a swap meet that are looking at me like, "What the hell is this guy doing?" You know, like nobody buys the pit bike at the swap meet, yeah. and it keeps like it keeps dying on me. It keeps dying on me, and I didn't know that there was like there's a gas switch where you have to open up the gas line right. for the engine to keep getting gas. So I finally figured that out. And then right when I figure that out, that's when I have to get on the main road and people drive 65 miles yeah, an hour yeah. on this main road, you know, and I'm, and I'm, the, the vibration on the front handlebars is so much that my hands are going numb and I'm like, I'm going 30 miles an hour on this thing. I don't wear a helmet. I've never driven this thing before. Cars are passing me by and my hands are numb. Yeah. I, I was like, it was the longest two and a half miles I've ever driven. It's not really meant life. for like street riding. It's meant for just fucking around like. Yeah, it's meant for yeah, being off road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and I was like, right as I was like, I wonder if this is legal, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> a fucking cop passes me, and I was like, I guess I got no problems. He just zoomed right off by me. He's yeah. like, hey, nothing weird to see here, and in the fucking rural ass Connecticut. So that was my Halloween. I didn't hand any candy out to no kids. I didn't dress up in a costume, but by God, I drove a a pit bike off a swap meet yeah. parking lot. That was scary. Yeah. A scary that Halloween was, thing. Yeah, I saw the picture of that. Halloween. I saw the mm-hmm. picture of that, and I was like, "He bought that thing," but I don't know what the story was on it. So it's good to see this. I saw you put it on like Instagram or something. It yeah. is terrifying. Yeah, it's fun. It's so much fun. I've only driven it like four or five times. Yeah, you know, I'm not. That's. I'm, that, I, I look forward to 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 getting scared on that at some point. Um, absolutely. Come see. That's cool. Um, so the next thing that we've got is, uh, Thanksgiving and I don't know how your Thanksgiving was. I won't really go into details about our Thanksgiving. It was fun. We went, uh, we went to stay with Jackie's sister and her parents down in uh, Myrtle beach, which uh-huh. is not my favorite place on earth. I'll be honest with you. Don't love Myrtle beach, but they wanted to go and I'm like, yeah, we'll go They They rented a condo and we just hung out and watched some world cup and, uh, made some good food. I cooked a prime rib. And uh, cooked a turkey. Uh, first time I've ever cooked a whole turkey. Uh, I was going to get the turkey breast, but we waited so long to get the turkey breast that it was frozen and we couldn't unthaw it. So I was like, well, we're just going to have to get the whole turkey because they had some that were that were thawed. But we just got a real small one. It was a perfect amount. We only had a little bit of leftovers, enough leftovers to make some nice sandwiches afterwards. But, you know, not so much that you're like throwing it out. Um, so did that and that was fun. But the day after, they uh, Jackie's his parents wanted to go to uh, to go eat all you can eat crab legs, right? Uh huh. And I had heard that we were doing this, so I brought my crab shirt. Okay, uh-huh. I have a button-up uh-huh. shirt that I sent you pictures of. 
that has crabs on it. It's a white shirt with red crabs on it. I'm like, I'm going to wear this. This is like why I have this shirt is to go to the crab. Oh, you can eat crab leg place with this shirt on, you know, I'm going to flex on them. And I went and we, I didn't know which one we were going to, but I told Jackie on the way, I said, I said, if this place doesn't have a giant crab on the front of it, I ain't going in. I'm telling you that right now. And she said, I think you're in luck. And we rounded the corner and it was, I don't know if you've been, when last time you've been to Myrtle Beach, but have you seen the giant crab? There's a place that has, there's a lot of places that have big crabs on the front, but this one has a two ton giant crab on the front of it that is huge. Like, it's like terrifying. It's giant. It's like the all you can eat crab place. Uh, and, and I was like, wow, this is, could not be any more perfect than this. So, uh, yeah, I got my picture made out in front of that, went in and ate so much crab that I, th- I thought I was going to be sick. I just was like, one more, one more plate. I did one more plate. I got to make the most of it. Can I get a monkey to wash it down, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The lady was just tired of giving me crab legs. She's just like, I'm like, I- I'll take two clusters, please. She was just disgusted with me. Just like, here, get out of my face. But surprisingly, a lot of people on staff were like, that's a fantastic shirt. Which you would think if you worked at the crab place and the guy walks in with the crab shirt, you'd be like, fuck that guy. But they were like, they liked working in the shirt of the band that you're going to see. Yeah, yeah. There's a degree of that. You you run into that problem. But uh, they were like, that's an incredible shirt. I was like, thank you. I'm the owner. Um, Yeah. So that was thank. Was your Thanksgiving okay? It was a uh, it was a good Thanksgiving. Um, I, the one thing that my family does that may be a little bit different than other people's families is we've. Uh, my stepmom is the host, right? She's been yeah. the host of Thanksgiving for years, and she several years ago she said, "For the sake of the grandkids, I'm going to institute a new tradition, and this is just going to be what we're going to do." And. Um, <clears throat> It's uh, before an hour before we eat, we have a talent show. <laughs> and uh, you, yeah, Joey's making the Sam the Eagle face, yeah, you know. But I, I encourage like. you to consider with an open mind um, what sorts of creativity can be birthed from a family talent show. And this year, she said, Actually, last year, everybody kind of made such a mess, such a they were so vocally uh, opposed to it that she was like, all right, yeah. fine. We don't have to do it anymore. Good. And uh, good. No, That's no, I am. I stand in firm support of the decision to do this for the sake of the kids. You know, call me trick daddy. You know what I'm saying? I just love the kids. And so this year via email, I said, I stand in support of Melinda. And I am here to say that I'm willing to be a part of this talent show. And she said that it could be a show and tell yeah, as well. So like, you don't have to come up with something crazy, just, you know, some story, something, whatever. Yeah. Like my, my niece, who's only 10 years old, like they brought a video of her riding a horse cause she's into horseback riding now, you know? So, so that was her talent was just like riding the horse yeah. and I will say that it was an absolutely stunning talent show this year. You know, my stepmom and her sister played the ukulele and sang songs. They sang Woody Guthrie's This Land Is Your Land, my favorite song. Um, You know, people read poems. People did 
stand-up comedy. <laughs> wow. And my yeah. nephew, who is 29 now, the very first year. So this is a kid whose first year, he's probably yeah. 18, 19 years old, yeah. right? The perfect age to be too cool. Yeah, right. Right? Like, yeah. he's in college. He's like, he, yeah. he's in college. He's drinking. He's trying to pass his exams and yeah. doesn't fuck care about the family talent show. This motherfucker showed up and went last the very first year and he 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 had gone and learned how to tie balloon animals wow yeah, yeah. he filled up those long then he did balloon animals for all the kids yeah yeah and this year he and i hope that i i, I said we could transition to just doing this and like we could help him out with it on his own. He did like a trivia. Yeah. Cool. And it okay. was like Thanksgiving trivia. Yeah. But like how many birds are, you know, cooked on Thanksgiving day. Yeah. But also he's every third question was like family history. Uh, related. Like, so, yeah. you know, my sister brought a pie one year. He was like, you know, as his mom, he yeah. was like, one year Kelly brought a pie and it sat in the freezer for three years. What was the type of pie that was? It was strawberry rhubarb. <laughs> you know, like that yeah, kind of shit. He's like, good, but, yeah. you know, um, so, so it was, you know, that, you know, I would like to say that my, my support for the talent show was a lot of why it happened this year. And it was one of the greatest family talent shows there was. I would my my uh, secondhand embarrassment allow, would not allow me to uh, to encourage that kind of behavior. I've, yeah. It's silly. It's so it's like my dad's first talent. The first year we had to we had to go to one side of the room, and they're like, "Okay, we're ready for his talent." And he walked in and he laid on the couch and he acted like he was taking a nap. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like. That's like 30 seconds. You know what I mean? You get through, you can rip through it pretty quickly on to the next one, you know? Um, but uh, it was, you know, it was adorable. It was adorable. I mean, you know, my nephew, Jack, who's, you know, he's in kindergarten. They, he did the thing for the holiday that he did with the school, you yeah. know, and, you know, whatever. It, it was great. I love it. I, I Look, those of you listening, you're probably saying, I don't know about all this family talent show business. I encourage you to lobby your family to do a family talent show. You may be amazed at what happens as a result. It's really going to bring you together. It's going to set the tone for the holiday. I'll get up there and be like, well, I'm going to tell you the real story of Thanksgiving. <laughs> do you know how many Native Americans died from smallpox in the year? Okay. Uh, I would get up there and be like, I'd be like, fuck the police. Unless I need them. Is this thing on? Everybody? That was a joke. It's funny. I, I'm just I pulled up a, I pulled up a bar stool and I talked to it like it was Obama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Oh man. Uh, what, right. do you got next? what? What do you got next? Well, I figured we'd kind of wrap this thing up with uh with our, our uh Spotify raps. Oh, that's right. Is that, do you have yours accessible? I mean, it's I got on your I'm phone. Sure I can pull it up. Um, I think you can only get to it on your phone this year. I thought in the past you didn't have to do that, but um, hold on. Where is the? Where is that? It may be gone. Oh, it's here. It's here. It's in your 
2020 review. And if you go to the end, it gives you the... So I told Groove, I said, don't tell me what your app does. Because everybody was sending us their apps. Or so, several people sent us raps and stuff. And, uh, you know, because we talked about it a lot last year, I think. And so I was like, just save it. If you post it, I just won't look at yours. So I think you did post it, but I, I didn't pay attention to it. Um, so I wanted to give you my top artist and then you give me yours. The what? I didn't post the whole thing. I just did one image because there was a one element of it that I thought was funny. Yeah, I, I didn't look at it just because I was intentionally avoiding it until now. So I guess I'll go. Let me go through my top artists. All right. And I'll go. I'll go bottom to top. All right. Okay. Uh, it, it, is this the way you want to do this? Is that cool? Yeah, that okay. sounds great. So number five was a, a band that I used to listen to a lot and now have gotten back into this year, The Busy Signals, which uh-huh. is, uh, I, that they have that one song that I, I can't Everything new is old again. Everything, Everything old has been retired. retired. Yeah. Great group. Uh, does have, doesn't have, don't have a lot of current music. Like I think that that, that it's just one dude and I think he stopped making music or something. Uh, I'm going to skip number four, okay? Because I'm going to come back to it, all right? Okay. Number three was Turnstile, which was that is that hardcore band that um, that their album was on my top ten last year. And I think it's mostly because I listened to their one song over and over again, um, Mystery. It was a good song. Number two was Dinosaur Jr., no surprise. I uh, listened to a lot of Dinosaur Jr. last year and this year. And my number one was Oliver Tree who I have sung the praises of on here. He's the guy that wears the bowl cut and wears the, the ski jacket and does all the stupid, uh, it, he, he had an album this year called, uh, Cowboys don't cry or something. Cowboy tears or something like that. That was, it was very good. And I, I, I listened to his stuff a lot. Um, now I'm going to go back to number four, my number four, you're going to be delighted to know is goose. Hey. That was my number four band for the year. Goose, your boys. Um, this was cool, man. Yeah, I, I, I mean, spoiler alert: we're gonna do a wrap up. I sure of this this year, right? So we're gonna do our top top albums and stuff. Uh, that Goose album will be on that list for me. So um, that whichever what was the one that came out, they got an EP out now too, right? Yeah, they got an EP out, but this, the album is Dripfield. Dripfield. That that album's is is solid. It's real good. And that's why it's on this list is because I listen to that um so quite a bit. I only listen to eight thousand eight hundred and ninety nine minutes of music. I listen to way less than you or Jackie. Um Jackie crushes me because she listens to so many podcasts all the time. And I just uh, I, I just value quiet more just because of DJing for so many years. I'm just like I don't have to have music playing all the time. So what? like I'm I just have a lot less minutes than a lot of people. I'm sure yours are like I'm sure you got like thirty thousand or something minutes well it's it's funny because so three years ago my spotify rap it said i, I listened to music seventy six thousand minutes of music yeah and this year it dropped off significantly because i have three other apps that i listen to music on ah uh, yeah yeah you got nugs so whoever yeah. cracks the code on integrating uh, all the different music apps right yeah. because i listen to a, a, a considerable amount of nugs yeah and then i listen to um Bandcamp. And I still listen to Apple Music for some stuff, um, and that's not to mention I started listening to Fish Live. Fish has their own. <laughs> I went to see I went to see the Trey Anastasio band Ugh. last month with Goose. Yuck! And I came away from that, and I was like, "Man, I gotta listen to some more Fish." Um, yes, famously, Fish was on my Wrapped last year, and I was ashamed that it was on my Wrapped. Um, I, got but, back, I got back on that train. 
I mean, I, I I hate myself for liking it, but I there's I do like some fish. So yeah. it's good, man. And that's great. The Sasuke band, man, they're funky. They're fun. Yeah. They're real fun. Yeah. So anyway, I um. So I was down. So so my Spotify was a little bit affected by that, right? Because yeah, I've been right. Like, yeah, yours my, is kind of my, maybe not as accurate as mine is because not as accurate. Yeah. It's but it's close, still, okay. I think it's still a fair representation. Of like a general, you know, yeah. generally what I've been listening to. Um, my number five most listened to artist was Tyler Childers. Okay, yeah. He had that new album come mm-hmm. out. Can I take my house to heaven? Yeah. Uh, and it it's really good. It's three different versions of the same album. The first one is um, just like him and his band playing live in the studio. Mm-hmm. And then the second, the second version of it is like uh, post-production elements added to it. And then the third one is like, that's the one I would send you to. It's, it's not dub, but it's like very, it's like they took the songs, they treated them like Laffy Taffy and they pulled them apart and they added all sorts of different sonic elements to it. And it's really good. And I really like it. Um, and I, I mean, it's, it's actually been really hard to get tickets to his concerts for his tour this summer yeah i think he's, he's like on the precipice of being super popular i'm gonna write um i'm gonna skip my number four as well okay come back to it uh my number three was his golden messenger which is a dramatic drop off wow so for the last two years don't tell him his golden messenger was number yeah. one and i was in the top 0.02 percent of listeners yeah. of that of that band um number two your favorite grateful dead um, and yep. then number one is Goose for me. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then number four is Future. What? The, really? Thirty-year-old rapper from yeah. Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yes, man. Yeah. Zanny family, baby. Let's go. Yeah. I think Future's like you know I was deep into Young Thug there for a long time, and I, I don't know for some reason I think. When it comes to like what I like to do in the gym and stuff like yeah. that, Future has kind of stood the test of time of like what I like to, the mood I like to be in when I'm lifting. I weights. like Young Thug a lot better than Future. I find Future just boring to me, but it just feels like it's the same over and over again. But I, it, Future is so Robert. Fred. Yeah. He's this like real popular, people treat him as pop. Yeah. But he's super fucking dark. Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. His stuff is really dark. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I'd say that's about it for, for spot. I, I, you know, I, I love every year when this comes out, people get on their high horse and like, Oh, the, everybody's going to advertise for a company that's tracking their every movement. It's like, dog, just cause you don't advertise. It doesn't mean it ain't happening to you. You may as yeah. well have some fun with this. Totally. Yeah. Well, they, the artists only get paid one cent for every 200,000 million view. I'm like, yeah, well, I bought some t-shirts this year and stuff, so I don't know. I'm trying to help out. I bought more fucking concert tickets than you did. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm entitled to this. Yeah. Show. yeah, totally. What was your number one song? It was Born. Oh, by uh, uh, Joe Field album. Is yeah. that the, you think that's the best song on that album? Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I, I think do. it might be the best. I like that one and I like that other. Um... Is there a song called Drip Field off that album? That's, yeah, that's the. Yeah, I think that's fact, my that's my number one. Yeah, we're recording this on Thursday, yeah. December eighth, last night, and you can find it on YouTube on Wednesday, December seventh. They played on Fallon. 
Oh, okay. And they played Dripfield, and it was a very, like, very stripped down version of it. Oh. Like, because they, you know, I mean, it's on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I watched it this morning on YouTube. I, I, I mean, it just made me hype because I'm going to see him next weekend. Yeah. That's the song uh, that I, I think has uh, Talking Heads vibes to it. It's kind of like. A little bit of the, that. And to be honest with you, live, it's like the first, like, two or three minutes yeah. of it is kind of like Dave Matthews Band. Yeah. Because he's just like. Yeah vocalizing without lyrics yeah you know, just like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't do any of that shit on the yeah. fucking Fallon. yeah so um but yeah i'm actually uh i saw him saw him with trey they they did this tour this co-headlining tour yeah. goose and tab they did eight nights um basically starting in new england and going down to virginia yeah and uh, and Trey would come out and play with Goose for like two songs at the end of the Goose set, and then Goose would come out and play with Tab at the end of their set, and their encores were like both bands at the same time. It was really neat. It was really, mm. it was really cool. It looked like they were all having a great time. Yeah. Like it was really fun. So I went to two nights of that, one up in Massachusetts and one in Connecticut, and then um, I'm headed out. To Colorado for Goosemas this yeah. year, and Delaney's going. Oh, cool! That'll be fun. So we're gonna we're gonna go see you know, we're gonna go see him again. I, I that'll be shows number thirteen and fourteen. For that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Basically, in one calendar year. Yeah, that's a lot. I've only seen the most I've ever seen any band. I think was Nine Inch Nails. I think I've seen them seven times. That's a lot. Yeah, but not in one year. Uh, and uh, Modest Mouse, I've probably seen almost the same amount of times, but hey, a couple things with that. One, did you see they're doing a 20 year reunion or 20 year anniversary tour of Lonesome Crowded West? No, I didn't. I have been, I have woken up with Cowboy Dan in my head this entire week. It's a good song, it's a great song. song. Can't get that leg to turn over, man. Yeah, it's a good song. Um, the other thing is a little bit of news. I think I've texted this to you, but I'm going to, I'm going to say it to you verbally. Cause maybe we'll, you know, maybe something will happen out of it. Maybe we could entertain the idea of something related to IOLTOS, but this coming year, 2023, the national championships for USA weightlifting are going to be in Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh, the champion. I, you told me there was going to be an event, but you didn't tell me that it was actually the national championships or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, wow. the biggest meet yeah. of the year. Well, yeah, I mean, Wilmington. We're we're gonna we're gonna do that upright then. So and when yeah. and when US weightlifting made a Instagram post where they were like, these are where the meets are gonna be this year, and it was little stars all yeah. over the country, and it was like you know somewhere in California, I can't remember, and then you know somewhere in the middle of the country, and then they, they put the star. They were like, and Wilmington, but it's at Virginia Beach, like geographically. <laughs> yeah. They yeah, got it wrong. They didn't, uh, yeah, idiots. But yeah, we'll come down and yeah, maybe, we'll do know, it upright. I don't think we'll do a whole. Will be close enough, but that'd be fun to do an IOL. You know, and planting seeds now for an IOL TOS meetup at the at the national championship. Yeah, we'll do it live at the national championships and just while a match is going on, just be like, yeah, we'll just have really really bad background noise. Happening yeah, and we're trying to do a podcast over here. <laughs> Can you keep it down? <laughs> Yeah, we'll make that happen. When is what is what is the time frame on that? Uh, I think it's July. Yeah, this it's next, usually July. The, so July, this coming July. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll make sure that that happens. I'll block off that time for roll out the red carpet yeah, for we, uh, it will happen. That'll be great. I'm going to learn cool. how to play magic. Hey, I'll teach you how to play magic. Hey, you, you should see if there's any shows during that time. So we do have that amphitheater here and they do get goose played here a couple months ago, you know, like yeah, some bands, yeah, yeah, yeah. some, some well, big they, bands. They just announced here. their spring tour. They, they haven't announced the summer tour yeah, yet. The spring tour is mostly out West. So yeah, I'll be back East. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe, maybe goose, maybe just, you know, going down a local card shop, playing a, a draft, just play the F and M. Yeah. Friday night magic. Go play F and M. Yeah. We'll do Let's it. Go. We'll make it happen. That's something to look um, forward to. So mark your I've calendars. Got, I've got just two things on consuming that I okay. want to bring yeah, up. Yeah, sure. Because I've been, so I've been, I'm down here in Orlando right now. And um, I've been down here for uh, oh, six days now. Yeah. By myself in an Airbnb. I've been doing, I've been playing a lot of disc golf, training, getting right, coaching people. By the way, I, this is the Masters World Championships, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the people I've coached for the past couple of years. Um, God, come on. Sorry about that. Sorry. Uh, this woman that I've coached for like five years now just won her first Masters World Championships. Oh, that's awesome! It was a, it was a big deal. Congrats. She had to. She came in on the very last lift and did what she needed to do to get a one kilo lead. And it was a weight that she hadn't touched in a long, long time. And she had the best meet of her life. She did a personal best. She broke three New England records, broke an American record and, and won gold. So that was, that was cool. Coached somebody else from the gym who had never been in the world championships before. And she had a a meet kind of like your um, hack, uh, what was it? Dream hack. Dream hack. Yeah, yeah. Like, like she didn't do as well as she wanted to do, but she didn't make any real mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like didn't there. quite yeah. go her way. Yeah. So I was real happy with her performance. I'll compete in two days. Um, I'm going to coach somebody right yeah. after we get done recording, Good and luck. then I'll I'll, I'll 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 compete in two days. But because I've been here by myself, and I've just kind of been like in limbo at night, like I get. I wake up, I'll go to the training hall, I'll yeah. either lift or I'll coach, and then I'll go play around a <laughs> disc golf, and then I'll come back, and I can just kind of take it easy. I've been I've been finally plowing through the boys. Oh, yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I was watching. It took me – it was slow for me to get the steam going on yeah. season one mm-hmm. um, because I, cause I couldn't get past where, like, they had to make compromises with the budget – you know, some of the like the acting was was fun. It was good. the The concept was tired, but I was fine with it because it had a little bit of a twist of like, what if these guys are assholes? You know, yeah. once it got into the corporate satire of the vaught yeah. industry and all that stuff, I was like, okay, I'm in on this. Yeah. You know, now I'm at like halfway through season two, mm-hmm. and I'm like looking forward to tonight when I get to keep watching yeah. it. it. I'm really you- in on it. Once they really, I feel like at some point, uh, Anthony Starr, who plays Homelander, is like, "Oh, I should. This is a this is an opportunity to do something interesting. It's not just me playing Superman. It's me doing something more than that." He kind of embraces it at some point, and you're like, "This Homelander shit gets really fucking great." Um, and it's and it gets scary. It's already there's yeah. been some scary shit where you're like. 
damn, what if there was a Superman and he just wanted to murder us? Like, yeah. what would what would we do? You know, and he he his performance alone is worth watching the show. And it's incredible. They do a great job of like making you hate him, but then going like, well, I feel kind of bad for him a little bit here, and then. Oh shit! No, this guy's fucking horrible. Oh, I feel I feel kind of bad for him. It keeps you engaged. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. I think the show is at its best when it it tries to do a lot of like dick jokes and stuff. And that's not and that's that comes from the source material. Garth Ennis is like, oh, dick jokes are hilarious. I'm gonna put all this shocking shit in here. When it's when it's not trying to be shocking and actually tries to tell the story is like when it's at its best. So you kind of gotta like set some of that aside and like you know whatever but that's cool that you're watching it i i think season three is the best season so well, I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to not to continue. not type it up too much but it's uh yeah i mean i'm already it, satisfied with season two it's yeah. better than season one it so keeps like, getting better yeah season one they just kind of have to lay the groundwork so um yeah. yeah cool i finished seinfeld oh nice what was your what's your I'm going to go back to, I already went back to season one. I'm going to watch okay. it to go fall asleep to until you know, they take it off Netflix. I was just, I, most of it was like delight at like seeing where all these iconic kind of episodes, like getting yeah. to watch these episodes that like people reference and a lot of memes and stuff like, Oh, that's where that comes from. Yeah. There's a there's a satisfaction that comes from that. I think it's really good. I think it's it's as good as you know. It's no wonder it's people's favorite, you know, show and stuff like that. It's, it's funny. I don't usually laugh when I'm by myself, and yeah. I, and I'll chuckle a little bit. It's good that um, it holds up. I was always worried that it wouldn't hold up, um, but yeah, it, it is so part of the zeitgeist. And there's people that reference that show that have never seen it. That it that's mm -hmm. how big those jokes are. Is like, you know, they don't know where it came from, but they're just telling that festivist joke or whatever you know like exactly um the other thing that i wanted to mention on consuming is you know it's kind of related to you know our spotify rap because i was thinking about what was the band that i listened to a lot on nugs but that i never really listened to too much on spotify and it's a band that i think you really like they're on spotify and i recommend you listen to them on spotify because they're accessible there yeah Imagine so all these like hardcore bands that you love that turn country, yeah, mixed with a little bit of punk, mm -hmm. mixed with but all like in a vat of bluegrass, okay. Okay, so the band's called the Kitchen Dwellers, I'm right, and down. they have these like really big crescendos in their songs that are kind of that earnest crescendo that comes from punk where it's like we're just gonna build and build and build and we're just yeah. gonna really vocalize at the top of this crescendo yeah. and in the beginning when i first listened to them i was a little bit like ah man this is like these guys never got older than 14 years old right. it's like 14 year old yeah. bluegrass but the more i listen to it i still like it like I, yeah. I really like it and i find myself going back to it and be like oh they've got a new soundboard up let, let me hear you know what this show is like and um, so, you know, I recommend, I think you'd like them. Um, I, I like listening to them on both their studio stuff and their live stuff. Um, and I, I think of all the music that I listened to this year that we didn't have any overlap on, that would be the band that I think. Okay. Like, I wrote it didn't down. Show up on my Spotify yeah. rap because I didn't listen to it on Spotify that much, but the things that I like about the kitchen dwellers are going to be the things that you like about the kitchen yeah. dwellers. 
is what I'll say. Yeah. I mean, I like that style of stuff. I mean, that's that's a genre of like it overlaps with indie rock and punk rock and all this stuff. It's like in a way, exactly. Like, it just oh, happens to be like banjos yeah. rather than electric guitars. Yeah, and I'm picky about bluegrass stuff, but I do like bluegrass when I like it. So um. yeah, and it, I wouldn't. I would. I was like, it's like punk grass. <clears throat> yeah. You I know. Yeah, that's cool. I'm into that stuff, so I'll check that out. Um, we finished. I'm not going to talk about it too much longer because I need to wrap this up. But uh, the uh, we finished uh, Reservation Dogs season two. Uh huh. I think that show is the best show on TV up there with Atlanta and the Bear. Um, season two is a little less focused than one, but like, boy, the emotional stuff that they go into is deep, and uh, and it's and it's funny. The show's funny and it's sad and it's. It's just an interesting, really well written thing. Um, I don't know. I, I can't recommend it enough. So, uh, I'll, um, I'm gonna have to get into it. That's on Hulu, right? Yes, it's on Hulu, and uh, it has a fantastic soundtrack. Like you'll constantly be uh, shazamming it. Like, oh, I want to see what this is. So. Well, I don't have to have Shazam because I just know what you'll the song just know is like. what that is. You heard it before yeah. they did, yeah. Oh, I'm, I like their first album, but like that's cool. They chose this song from the second album, yeah. Um, cool. Well, good luck with your, your meet this week, and Thanks. uh, I hope that you do well. And uh, congrats on your success as a coach, it's great. Um, it pretty- yeah, it's cool. It's, it's cool to see somebody succeed when you've taught them to do something, like it's. There's a satisfaction I, I, you get from that that is different than doing the thing yourself. Yeah, I uh, openly wept. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would have too. I mean, that's 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 that for, for sure. Congratulations on that. Um, and let me know how the how the boys viewing keeps going. We'll uh, we'll catch up and hopefully we'll have a new episode sooner than later and not three months from now. So. No, or six months from now when yeah. we record in, in Wilmington. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, we definitely have that on the map, so <laughs> we will do that. All right, you can check us out on our shitty website, IOLTOS.com, uh, and you can find us where podcasts are found, Spotify, and I think Apple still. You can email us. I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. And uh, appreciate you listening, and we out. Episode. I only like your own stuff. We'll see you next time.